Welcome back. We are on episode four of the What's Next podcast. It's hard to believe that we are at the end of our first month. We are so excited that you are joining us again. Uh, if you haven't caught the earlier podcast, please take a moment to do that. Uh, they're not very long, 25, 30 minutes. Such great content to uh, help you go deeper into your spiritual walk as you listen to the messages and as you reflect on what God is doing in your life. Yeah, it's great to have you back today or whenever you are able to listen to this. And we're excited about what's next. And this is a new week, um, and it's a great week. A um, little bit of rain outside today. And so that's nice to see a little bit of a moisture coming. And it's definitely not on a Sunday. It's uh, been good to have the outdoor service where we've had beautiful weather. So that's been a lot of fun. Uh, so we had some action outside we did. Parkway this exciting. morning. Uh, just a little while ago, somebody uh, got pulled over by the police and they pulled right into the parking lot, right in front of the front doors. And uh, it was like, well, hey, <laughs> someone's getting busted right here at Parkway this morning. So anyway, we won't say who it was, but uh, it wasn't one of the staff. We just can at least say that. <laughs> that so, would have been really embarrassing. That would have been really fun, wouldn't it? So taking pictures, you know, looking out the window, what's going on? <laughs> Anyhow. Just helping them really reflect on their poor decisions. Yeah, absolutely. So anyhow, we're, we're excited about this morning. So talking about actually um, people doing wrong, we have started this book, uh, this study on the book of James. And mm. one of the things you mentioned yesterday is that James was not one of the 12 disciples, but he was actually the brother of Jesus. Yeah. And, and Pastor Jay, I know you have, I've got a brother. Um, I would never think of my brother as God. He's mm -hmm. made enough mistakes in his life in our relationship to sure. be more specific that i would never go and say my brother is god himself mm. uh, i can't speak for your brother but I <laughs> well i do have an interesting story when i went to uh, kingswood bethany uh, my brother was ahead of me uh, and so the year he graduated that fall i started and in that and he, he's a great guy and served in so many amazing ways at uh, Bethany, including missions. And one time uh, a lady who was there said, oh, and who are you? And uh, I told her my name. I said, I'm Jay Guptill. And she goes, oh, she says, oh, you're, you're not your brother. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a, an interesting like, oh, well, I guess he, I, he's been elevated you're not to another brother. level. How many times do you think James heard that oh, when they're I've, talking about Jesus? Oh. You're not You're your brother. You're not your brother, right? So, but anyhow, what's cool is James does reference teachings of Christ in the book. Yes. Uh, so I even highlighted that at one point in the message yesterday. But it's it's pretty cool that James truly saw Christ as Lord, and uh, where initially maybe the family was not all that supportive of Jesus, right? But obviously there was a turnaround, and uh, so it's really cool that in the book of James we see teachings of Christ woven in different places. So it's kind of a cool oversight of the book. Yeah. And really as looking at James as a book of wisdom, uh, we give James a lot of credit for that wisdom. But when you are weaving in the teachings of Jesus Christ, mm. you really can't help but have wisdom because it's not your own wisdom. It's God's wisdom that's yeah. woven into your life and your understanding of what's taking place and happening around you. Yeah. I, I've heard or in my reading uh, saw that the book of James is kind of like the Old Testament book of Proverbs, a lot of wisdom, a lot of uh, kind of quick and pithy kinds of statements that are to engage your thinking and engage your, your activity. 
And when you look at James and you read through the whole book, uh, it's only five chapters, but man, each chapter is packed with you know, multiple topics. We'll never be able to exhaust it in the sermon series we're planning, but we're going to hit some high level points and hopefully it's going to be a great series. Yeah, it's a very tweetable book, right? Like oh, You have all these great uh, nuggets of wisdom that you can just get out there in really short bits. Uh, and there's so much to that, um, so much understanding. That's right. And so what we talked about yesterday, well, what you talked about was trials. Hmm. And when we look at trials, um, there's so many different ways of dealing with our experiences in life. And some are good, some are bad. Uh, you know, I've had experiences where I've done something and I go, why did I do that? Like hmm. I faced this trial. Why did I make that decision in the moment? Yeah. And uh, so you talked about having a Christian attitude toward trials. Hmm. And uh, so I like, can you just unpack that a little bit more like uh, a Christian attitude versus a non-Christian attitude when facing a trial? Yeah. Well, I think the, again, coming back to the overview of James, it is so practical. I mean, it speaks to what everybody has to deal with in life. And what I hopefully tried to emphasize yesterday, it doesn't matter if you are a Christian or not a Christian, Every single person faces trials. Yeah, I loved your thing, unplanned and unpleasant. Yeah, unplanned, unexpected, unpleasant. I mean, it's like, oh my goodness, like every single person in this world has a trial. Some maybe have more than others. Maybe some have even more extreme trials than others. But the human race has to deal with the tensions of life, the disappointments, the unexpected. So that's that's just a reality. So... Is there a way in which God speaks to trials and what he is doing in them? And I think that's the key of having a Christian Christian attitude. Instead of it being, life sucks and I hate this, and why did this have, have, have to happen to me? And then if you kind of attach God to it, well, God, you must have caused it, and God, you must be trying to kill joy. You must be trying to ruin my life and defeat me uh, because a good God would never let these things happen. So a Christian attitude is saying, how is God at work in this? And what is he doing? And what are some of the results that can come as a result of working through it from God's perspective? So we talked about joy, that you can experience joy, which is just seems like the most irrational thing ever. When I'm going through a trial and it's painful and, and I don't like this, how can I ever experience joy? And then God says, you can be blessed and I can bless you for patiently enduring. Like those are things that God wants to do in us through a trial. And if somebody is not considering that Christian attitude, that Christian approach, they might just look at it like this just this is not fun and not fair. And and uh, and I just actually I'm going to shake my fist in the face of God because he must be really mean to me. Uh, so that's that's part of the genesis of this whole thing. Yeah, and that's great. And I think um, you said you mentioned that you know God is almost like a killjoy. I think people think that God is a killjoy, like these trials are his fault, and I can't believe God would let this happen, or I can't believe God would do this. And yet Paul, when he's writing to the Galatians, he talks about the fruit of the Spirit, and so you know the Spirit of God. And the first three things he mentioned is love, joy and peace. Mm. So God is about joy and God is about peace, but it's experiencing them in the spirit rather than in the expectations of the world and what that means. Yeah. 
So one thing I didn't really get into, and I might allude to it this coming Sunday, but um, it comes up in verse 12, the difference with trials, tests, and temptations. And uh, I guess in one way to think of it is the temptations that we can experience, sometimes those are because we are opening ourselves up to something outside of ourselves uh, that is our own decision that we are allowing but trials are those things that we did not plan, we mm-hmm. were not expecting, and they can come out of nowhere. They can happen in a moment uh, or can develop over time, but all of a sudden we're faced with something that we go, okay, God, like this is real now. This is real life. And, um, and so how do, we, how do we work through that? What does James have to say to us and, and what what does God want to say through the book of James to our lives? Yeah, so you mentioned that uh, it's not our natural default to think of and experience joy in a trial. Hmm. Is that something we can get to, though? Is there a point in our lives where we can get to recognizing a trial and our default becoming a, an experience of joy, a moment of joy? That's a good question. And I think in many aspects... It, it's kind of uh, the individual's journey. I mean, I've, I've seen some people over my years of living where they had everything going for them. They should have been probably one of the happiest, most content people, and yet were very mean and dispirited and just, you know, fought life as if it was against them. Other people that had next to nothing had all kinds of things against them that would seem like, yeah, they should probably be disappointed with life, but they were very positive and optimistic. Mm -hmm. So sometimes personality, being able to adjust and deal with life factors in. I think the, the part of this scripture that is good is the hope filled part. Mm. It's like, okay, I may not be experiencing that, but if God promises it, if God says it is attainable, it's possible then I can't just dumb God down to my experience and just say, okay, like, no, I've never experienced that. So obviously God's not able to do that. Mm-hmm. I've never been able to find joy in a trial. Well, uh, that's a journey of faith and development and being able to come to a place where over time, that's why the course, it's like, it's not just a trial, it's patiently enduring it. It's, it's sticking with it. It's hanging in there. Uh, it's working through it and all the while growing that there could come a day when we are going, you know what, when I faced trials before in my life, I kind of saw them as negative and they really defeated joy. But as I have grown and matured in life, I'm discovering God is in this somehow. And, and that's exactly what the scripture says. So how do we let the truth be applied to our life. Once again, James, a very practical book. Right. How do we let that be applied to our life that we just don't write it off as if I've never experienced it, so therefore it can't be. Um, if God says it, he's promised it, how do we go after that? How do we seek it? Yeah, and I think that's great. You, um, In talking about these, uh, this hope, Right, it's an expectation, hmm. and uh, it brought to mind this this passage that uh, you were working through yesterday. Uh, that if you need wisdom, ask your 
ask our generous God, right? Mm. There's this generosity. We, we think God is stingy, but God is not stingy. The expectation, the hope is in a generous God. And it says, when you ask and be sure that your faith is in God alone. Um, and that there's this, that our hope is not in what's around us. It's not in our ability to manipulate or control the situation, yeah. but uh, growing through the endurance of watching God actually do something with that trial mm. and putting our faith in him and letting that be our expectation, that be our hope that yeah. God's going to handle it. Yeah. I, I th- let's face it. We, I think in our humanity, we ask why. Why do certain things happen? Why do things happen to us? Why do we have to go through this? And I don't think there is like anybody that probably hasn't asked why. But if we stick with why and we don't go to the source and ask what, what God are you doing? What wisdom do you want to pour into my life? How are you growing me through this? How am I going to uh, become uh, stronger in character through all of this? If we don't let that process uh, kind of take its course, I think we're going to miss out on the things that God uh, wants to do in us. So it's okay to ask the why, but but don't get locked in too long there because we'll, we'll get uh, into what we think versus, okay, God, what are you doing? So we're asking for wisdom. We're asking for him to show us and reveal to us uh, what is he doing in us? How is he going to be glorified in us through this experience? And I hope that we'll be able to let that scripture be applied to our life uh, as we're going to keep referencing through this whole series. How does this apply? What is God saying to me? And uh, again, how do these practical teachings play out in, in my life? And I think something that trials do for us um is it really helps us reflect again back on that that hope and that faith, who that's in. Um, because I've had experiences where somebody's in a situation, somebody's in a trial, and they come to me for advice. And I want to give advice, but I realize that what they're looking for is not advice. They're looking for me to give them the answer of what they should do. Mm. Um, but that's not my role. My role is to help them process what they're going through. Right. But I can't make the decision for them. I'm not going to take that responsibility for their life. They need to take some of that ownership and seeing what God is doing. On the flip side, then there's people like myself who tend to be very controlling. uh, And I like to control my world. And so trials kind of show that for me as well. Like, is my faith in myself? So there are those who have faith in, their faith is actually wrapped up in somebody else, uh, a very dependent relationship, expecting somebody else to solve their problem and that's where their faith is at some people their faith is in themselves um you know i'm going to control my narrative i'm going to control my situation i'm going to fix the problem and when we fall short of that then we're really in a lot of trouble um or then there's i think that christian response which is that no my faith is in god i am responsible um you know we talked about that back early on a couple weeks ago, right? Responsible for our spiritual journey. Mm. I'm responsible for that. But if I am being responsible in my spiritual journey and I'm coming before God, then God is going to provide the solutions and the direction in these trials. Yeah. And and, and when we say, when the scripture says, ask God for wisdom, um, I will almost always encourage people, wisdom will probably come through conversation with godly people or people of maturity, people of wisdom versus, okay, I'm just going to think about it myself 
and whatever I come up with, that must be God's wisdom. Um, you know, sometimes our minds can, we can trick ourselves or we can convince ourselves, hey, I don't want to discredit the Spirit of God that will, that will definitely speak to our hearts. However, in times of trials, when we can be overcome or feel overcome by things, that is not the time to go it alone. That is the time to reach to others, to invite others, to ask others. And in the process, God will provide wisdom. And so that collection of people that, that you trust have maturity, have wisdom, have some understanding, have some experience in life. Um, go to those that can help you in that journey of understanding. And I think that's a, a huge part. And that really didn't come up in the message yesterday, but it really does apply in seeking wisdom. Yeah, and I actually wrote that down yesterday. I said, surround yourself with people of godly wisdom, mm. right? And uh, if if we are just surrounding ourselves with um, people who are not believers, which we are called to be around people who are not believers, but if they are our source for wisdom, their wisdom is not necessarily coming from God because they're not dialed in. They're not connecting and communicating and listening to the voice of God. But when you surround yourself uh, with people, when you're in a trial and you surround yourself with people who are of godly wisdom, who mm. uh, are dialed in, who are praying and seeking and taking responsibility for their spiritual journey, um, when they speak to you, you know that there's some discernment and there's some care and that the Spirit, they're really open to how the Spirit might be communicating uh, to you through them. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we gone to someone who has gone through what we've gone through? And, and oftentimes in life, the first time you face something, it can feel a little bit overwhelming. But if you talk to somebody who goes, yeah, I've been there, and they actually can say, I understand from a true point of identity, not just I'm trying to be encouraging to you. I don't really know personally on this, but, uh, but someone who's been there, boy, you're, you're all ears. You're listening. Okay, how did you do this? And how did you manage that? So that's why it's really good to always be asking others into your journey for wisdom and insight. One of the first things that happens when you enter a trial is you generally tend to assume you're the only one who's ever experienced it. Yeah, yeah. Like there's this uh, self-pity, oh my goodness, nobody else is ever going to understand this. I can't believe it. Uh, but when you actually tell somebody and they go, oh yeah, I, I've been there. Like, can, I, can we talk through it? You're like, what? It's not just me? And it, you start to feel normal. And just having that feeling of normalcy with humanity, um, that this is a general problem that we all face, there's a trial that we all face, um, really opens up that feeling of, okay, maybe there is a solution. I need to really listen and hear what God's saying through them and what they've learned. And yeah, that's, that's really good. I mean, trials, again, it's something we all face. Everybody's trial is their trial. It's their specific uh, situation. But there can also be some, you know, big categories that probably you can, you know, kind of put trials under. So, I mean, think of physical uh, challenges yeah. of some type, a diagnosis, an illness, uh, a handicap or a, a special need that right. uh, isn't uh, being addressed. I mean, all kinds of things, but that kind of falls under the physical realm, which anytime physically we're hurting uh, it can feel like a trial, right? Relational, you know, there can be all kinds of relational kinds of challenges and breakdowns and hurts and and uh, ways that 
in relationships we face some trials and disappointments and so on and you know so on and on it can go but i think there's that point of if for example you're having some relational issues and concerns talk to those that have been down that road and uh, that they can walk with you and and to help you uh, so that you're able to have a better perspective but yeah we're all going to face trials and hopefully the message of this uh, book of James and these verses that we have read is that these trials are going to give us an opportunity to grow. And God is going to be in that. And if we're open to growing spiritually, then even in a time of trial, God's at work. God hasn't abandoned me. Mm-hmm. He hasn't left the building. He hasn't basically said, look, you're on your own now. Uh, go figure it out. Um, he is still with us and he wants to grow us through it. And I think that's the important uh, message of James in these verses. That's awesome. So if you are facing a trial as you're listening to this, um, we really encourage you to go to our website, go to uh, hillsidewestland.church slash hope. Uh, there's going to be an opportunity right there where you can seek prayer uh, or you can message us at the office, office at hillsidewestland.com. Uh, because we want to be praying with you. We don't want you to face trials alone. We want to be able to surround you with godly wisdom of people who have gone there before. So if you're in that situation and you are in need of hope and you're in need of help, please don't go at it alone. Please contact us. Uh, we want to really help you connect in your journey with Jesus. Yeah, I shared as well yesterday, Mike, and I think it's a great place to insert this, that uh, if we want to grow spiritually, there are environments, mm-hmm. ways that we can do that. So, you know, you can be a part of a worship gathering where the word of God is proclaimed and a message is preached as it was Sunday. But on this series ongoing forward, you can be with other people in worship. You can have a personal time of devotions, one-on-one with God and letting his word soak into our life and reflecting on it and letting the Spirit of God speak to us. Uh, This uh, podcast, What's Next, comes out each week and a great place to sign in and listen to, you know, further thoughts and discussion around the message. And that's a great opportunity to grow. And then community groups are happening. So you can be in a discussion with others and uh, there are questions that will be uh, provided at community groups to learn together and to share personal uh, accounts of what's happening in life. And under this area of trials, uh, what a great thing to know that there could be a group of people, a safe place where Mm -hmm. I can talk about what's happening and uh, we can learn together, we can pray together, and we can let the Spirit of God lift us up. So there are various environments at Hillside that we're trying to encourage the spiritual growth of those who are willing to enter in. But again, you have to be willing to enter in. And I think that the more you include, the more you're going to grow spiritually. Yeah, and so you can find out more about those groups and those opportunities and environments on our website, hillsidewestland.church. And again, if you have any questions, you can reach out to us through office at hillsidewestland.com. So, Pastor Jay, we are through week one of James. We are going to be working through James all the way through December, through Christmas. Uh, 
James has some exciting things to say even around our Christmas experience. So we're going to be working on this for a while. So can you give us a little uh, teaser about what's coming up this Sunday? Yeah, well, um, the uh, title is going to be, Are You Listening? And the fact is, uh, you know, God is always speaking. He wants to help us to understand, uh, but are we listening? Are we willing to do the things that God uh, wants of us? And one of the primary ways that God speaks to us is through his word, mm. through the teachings that we discover in his word. So again, James is repeating teachings of Jesus. So we are looking at all of the teachings of scripture and we're trying to say, okay, if this is what the teaching is, am I actually letting that become my conduct, my behavior, my pattern? And uh, so we're going to talk about the fact that, you know, if you're going to uh, follow after Christ, you're all of us, we're going to have to listen to the word of God, which means the only way you can listen to it is to get into it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like, well, this is what God's word says. Well, have you read it? Well, no, but that's what it says. I'm, <laughs> I'm convinced. I'm sure it is. Right. Uh, so uh, we're going to be looking at that part of, the, of James 1. Uh, one thing that we again, cannot do is we can't go through every single concept and principle in the book of James. I mean, we can, but we'd be at it for a long time. But through this fall, we're going to hit some key ideas in uh, each chapter and even highlight a few things that we, we may not preach on, but just say, listen, if you really want it to do some good work spiritually, take a look at these verses on your own, right. do some further reading, because I think that's going to be really important. So that's where we're headed this coming Sunday. Awesome. That's so exciting. Really looking forward to going deeper in this book of James and uh, how it's going to impact our life individually and as a church at Hillside. So very cool. Well, that's everything for this week's podcast. For what's next, we are so thankful that you've joined us for this time, and uh, we look forward to being with you again next week. Take care, everyone. Thank you.